Psalms chapter 120, verse 1. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me. I'm going to preach this morning about what to do in times of distress. What to do. Now, listen to me. I can't preach anything new. When I've been here 30 years, it's hard to pull a rabbit out of a hat for all of you that want entertainment. So I didn't come for entertainment today. I come to preach to somebody's heart today. Sometimes God designs services for everybody. Sometimes he designs services for a few. Sometimes he may design services for one. I'm not sure where I'm going today with that, but here's what I do know. God designed this one because he gave this to me in prayer. I've never preached directly from this scripture. I've mentioned it. I've never preached from the things that I'm going to preach from today, but here they are. And you take it because it's from God today. In my prayer and time with the Lord, this is what he asked me to say, and I'm going to say it. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. He didn't ask me to say some things that I need to say today, and it weighs very heavily on my heart and on my mind. I want to say a couple of things to you. I want you to listen to me right now. I'm going to pastor you for about two minutes, okay? Everybody say faithfulness. you got to be faithful to be saved. You can't be saved without being faithful. I want you to understand that. The Bible said it is required of a steward to be found faithful. That's not just in giving. That's in church attendance and prayer and loving God. I want you to say this with me. We are family. How many of you are glad you're part of God's family? Have you ever read the scriptures that says that one member of the body can't say to another member of the body, we have no need of you and so forth? We all need one another. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to do a whole lot of talking about this later. I'm going to give you a little clue where I'm going. It's very embarrassing to me sometimes when we honor graduates and we honor people that we cease to be family and we are very selfish. Y'all want this card back? You're not going to stop me from saying what needs to be said. So I'm just telling you, remember this. We are family. How many of you want everybody to honor your kid when it's time to be honored? How many of you want want everybody to get involved when it's your time on the stage? I read a scripture that said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, not as they do unto you, but as you would have them do unto you. I'm not mad. I'm just pastoring. For all you visitors, just bear with me just a minute. We need a little tightening up around here. We are family. What to do in times of distress. Now some of you are in distress. Here's what distress is. Great pain, anxiety, or sorrow. Acute physical or mental suffering. Affliction, trouble. A state of extreme necessity or misfortune. Adjectives that describe distress are this. Afflicted with a suffering distress. 
caused by or indicative of distress or hardship. If we want to use it as a verb, you can, you can say it this way, to afflict with great pain, anxiety, or sorrow, trouble, worry, bother, to subject to pressure, stress, or strain, embarrass or exhaust by strain to be distressed by excessive works. I could go on to read synonyms for distress. I looked it all up. The synonyms for distress quickly are affliction and agony and anguish and excruciation and hurt and misery and pain and, and straits and torment and torture and travail and tribulation and woe. That's all in the dictionary. All you have to do is go look it up. So when I was praying, the Lord gave me the scripture that David prayed. And he said, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. There's not one in this building this morning that has not suffered some kind of distress and may be in distress today. Distress is stress. The Bible tells us that in the last days, and I believe we are in the last days. Could I get a witness today? I truly believe we are in the last days. Our time is drawing near. But it said in the last days there will be perplexing times. Perplexing times. In other words, there's going to be times in the last days of stress and distress. There's people in this room today that you are distressed with sickness and some are distressed with pain. Others just simply have all kind of problems or situations in your life. You may have a distressed situation in your family or your finances or at your job or there may have been a death in your family or it may simply be from loneliness. It may be from feeling like nobody cares and you're, you're just wallowing in, in the distress of the day and you don't know how to get out. I read a scripture that said God is a very present help in the time of trouble. It didn't say he was a future help or a past help. It said he was a present help. That means that God is here in this room this morning. That means that God is on the scene today. We often relegate God to future tense and to past tense, but today God is present tense. I felt Him in our worship. I felt Him in our prayer today, and I feel Him now. I want to tell you that God does know where you are, and God sees your dilemma and your distress. He understands what's going on in your life. If God knows the number of sparrows in the air and He knows when one falls, then He knows about people. He knows the, the things that you are going through. And I could take you privately, each one of you perhaps, to a room today and say, tell me what the situations are in your life. And there would be some that would say, I'm struggling with this sickness. I, I'm struggling with the doctor's report. I, I'm struggling with my finances. I, I have problems in my marriage. I, I've got situations on my job, Pastor. I, I've just been stressed out. Anybody here know what stress is? 
I want to tell you, somebody said the other day, stress causes this, this, this. I said, oh, I ought to have it from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Somebody said, stress causes shingles. I ought to be broke out from the top to the bottom. We live in stress. We know about stress. But there have been so many times that I have quoted David when I got down to pray because he said, in my distress... Here's what I did. I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me. Let me tell you, nothing works like crying unto the Lord. I said nothing works like crying unto the Lord. Not a thing works like that. I was thinking this morning about stressful situations and kids when they get in distress. And, you know, I, I, I can remember times when my kids were growing up and, and you could hear a certain cry or a certain scream and you would know that it was a time of distress. Mama, you know that, that cry and you understand that. You, you know what, what that's all about. You can recognize when it's just a playful time and when it's a time of real distress. But when your children, when they cry and they scream out in the darkness of the night, or somewhere from the playground in the backyard, or maybe in the back room, and, and you realize something's wrong, something's not right. You know what you do? You throw everything down, and you run to their aid, and you do whatever it takes to help them in the time of distress. I've come to preach on a Sunday morning that in your times of trouble, the I, I know you've heard me say these things, but you've got to hear me. And it's with somebody special here today. You've got to hear what I'm selling to, telling you this morning. I want to tell you that it is the answers are not in this world. The answers are not in, in all the things that we have. The answers are not in, in the things that we often turn to. But the answer is what David did. Crying unto God. It's no shame to cry unto God. After all, He is our heavenly Father. He cares about us. The Bible simply says that you can cast all of your care upon Him. You know why? Because the Bible said He careth for you. He knows where you are, ma'am. He understands your situation, sir. He knows the dilemma you're in. I was reading this morning. I read Israel's testimony. If you go back in Psalms 107, and you start reading at the beginning of that chapter, you will find some things there about Israel and how they came out of Egypt and how the enemy afflicted them and how they were in the wilderness wandering. But verse 13 says this, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he break their bands in sunder. And David said this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the, to the children of men. Israel said, I was in trouble. We had problems. We had a situation or two that we didn't know how to handle. But the Bible said, He saved them 
out of their distresses. And God has not changed one iota. He has not changed one minute second or minute of time. He is still the same. If He delivered Israel out of the wilderness, if He delivered Israel out of bondage, if He delivered them out of their trouble, He will deliver you. I read the story of a man that revolted against God. He had divine instruction from God. The Lord had spoken to him and said, Go, go down, go down to Nineveh and preach to those people. Nineveh was not an easy place to preach. It was known for killing and destroying preachers and prophets. As a matter of fact, history said they literally hung their hides out on the wall to dry. And when God said to Jonah, go, he said, oh, no, I'm headed for Tarshish. He got on a boat. Read the story for yourself in the book of Jonah. He got on the boat. Storm came up. They cast lots, the people of the boat. It fell on Jonah. They threw him overboard. Here's just a quick synopsis of the story. A whale swallowed him up. And the Bible says, in the belly of that whale, the Bible said in Jonah chapter 2, verse 2, he said, Jonah said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. And out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Ladies and gentlemen, he prayed in the belly of a whale in the sea. He was somewhere where men could not go. If God can hear Jonah from the belly of a whale, he can hear you at an altar of prayer. He can hear you on a Sunday morning. He knows where you are. Jonah was revolted against God. But three times, go study it, three times in the belly of a whale, Jonah said, I will, I will, I will. You know what? God done something to get his attention. And he turned it all around. And when Jonah began to say, I will, and he cried unto God, the Bible said that he heard him. He heard of his affliction. And he delivered him from the belly of a whale. God just simply moved on that old whale. And he emptied Jonah up on dry land. Vomited him up, if you please. You say, that's a fairy tale. No, sir. That's in the book. That's a real story. What I've come to preach to you today is there is no distress God can't handle. Nothing's too big for God. A whale has to obey God. A mountain has to obey God. A river has to obey Obey God. Nothing's too big for God. I want to preach to you today. Quit disbelieving. God is able to deliver you out of your stress. But you got to turn to Him. You got to turn to Him. It was David that was reminiscing in, in 2 Samuel. He was reminiscing how God had delivered him and called him to be king, delivered him out of the hands of Saul and out of his enemies. And if you, if you read in 2 Samuel 22, at verse 5, the Bible said, When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men 
made me afraid. Anybody here ever been afraid? You may be afraid today. Oh, how am I going to make it? What's going to happen? David said, when the floods of ungodly men made me afraid, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. Here's what he said. In my distress. Somebody say, in my distress. He said, I called upon the Lord, and I cried unto my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. I just want to preach. somebody got to cry out. Somebody's got to call on him. you got to quit going to the peel and the bottle and, and the needle and the psycho. you got to go to Jesus today. you got to get in Jesus' arms. you got to put something in his ear today. He will not turn his head. He will not walk away. His ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. He hears you and he knows where you are today. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not preaching anything deep today. What I'm saying to you today is very simple. Your distress. I read to you all of the things about stress. I read to you all the definitions, the pain, the anguish, the torment. I read to you all of the synonyms, the, the anxiety, the sorrow, the acute physical or mental suffering. There's some of you in this room today. I'm trying to get to you this morning. you got mental suffering. you got trouble. You're in a bad state of mind. You've got extreme necessity in your life. You've had some misfortunes. You've had some people that have trampled you down. You've had some situations that have knocked you flat of your back. I'm not here today to be called a great preacher. I'm here to reach deep into your soul this morning and tell you it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how bad you're hurting. It doesn't matter your mental condition. He will hear you. If you will cry in your distress. Oh, here's a story you got to hear. The Bible said in Mark 10, verse 46, they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commended or commanded him, excuse me, to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let me tell you what this is. This is a perfect example of what I'm preaching about this morning. A man blind from birth, sitting on the side of the road begging. What could be more stressful than that? 
having to beg for a living, could not hold a job, had never seen the leaves on trees or the beautiful stream run over the rocks, had never seen a sunrise or a sunset, did not know anything about vision at all. He'd heard it. He could feel it, but he heard about Jesus. Oh, if somebody could hear me on this Sunday morning, I'm preaching about this Jesus. He's coming our way today. He's making his way down your road this morning. He's come to tell you that he's here for your healing. This man that had heard about the miracles of Jesus cried. The Bible said he cried out. And Jesus, he said to him, Thou son of David, Bartimaeus said to Jesus, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Can you hear the cry of a distressed man? If you don't heal me, Jesus, I'll never see anything. If you don't touch me, I have no hope. If you don't lay your hand on me or speak a word today, then my eyes will remain closed and my my distress will move on forward. I can't live like this any longer. And those that were with Jesus tried to quieten Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus, the Bible said, he cried the louder. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, I have mercy on me. In other words, if I could put it in the words of what I'm preaching this morning, he said, Jesus, I'm distressed. I've had all I can take. My mental level is bad. I can't take it physically anymore. My eyesight is not here. I have a family. I have things I want to do. I need you, Jesus. Jesus said, bring him to me. He called him. The Bible said he stopped calling. He said, get him. Bartimaeus, the Bible said he took his coat off, laid his garments down, stood before Jesus. This is how simple it is. And the Bible said that he was made whole immediately. You know what that means? That when the Lord spoke to him, that his sight came back. Now, What does that have to do with what you're preaching, Pastor? Here's what it has to do with it. Some of you have carried your burden a long time. You've carried your struggle a long time. You've carried that thing and it's weighted you down. And it's about all you can stand. You've carried it for a long time. Give me a little music, please. I'm I'm winding down right here. You don't have to carry that out of this room today. Jesus is in this house today. I haven't seen him physically walk by, but I felt his presence. And I know he's in this room today. I didn't come to tickle your ears with a pretty sermon this morning. You know, pastors and preachers, they often wonder, well, I wonder if they'll like this. I, I'm not worried about whether you like this or not. What I'm preaching today may be to one person in this room. It may be to ten. It may be to the whole congregation. i got a feeling it's to more than one, though, because there's some stressful situations in your life. There's things that you're just so stressed over. I deal with it on a daily basis. I hear people's problems. I hear somebody, Pastor, I need a job. Pastor, I need a financial blessing. Pastor, my family's in trouble. I get phone calls at all hours of the day. Can you just pray for me? I get texts all the time. Would you please pray for me? I got, I got texts this week from people I don't even know. I got messages on Facebook from people I don't even know.
It said, please pray for me. The world is in distress. It's perplexing times. There's a lot of things caving in on people's lives. And, and, and people don't know how to handle it. I've come on a Sunday morning. It's not a magic answer. It's a real answer. I've come to tell you today that if in your distress you will cry unto the Lord, He will hear you. You can't be ashamed. Now what if, what if, can I just be real with you today? What if Bartimaeus, sitting on the side of the road, begging for a living, what if Jesus walking by on the Jericho road, what if he would have just leaned over to his neighbor or someone around him and said, boy, I wish he would come here today and touch me. I wish, I wish the Lord would heal my blind eyes. Could I be honest? I will submit to you on this Sunday morning, you would have never read about Bartimaeus in the Scriptures. You would have never heard his story. It is only because he cried unto the Lord. So you can't, you can't just say, well, when he's ready. No, when you're ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's waiting on you. It's, he's already paid all the price. Your healing was in the stripes of Calvary. Your atonement, your salvation was in the blood that he shed. Everything's been done. He's done his part. He's just walking down the road of this church tonight or today to say, okay, who wants to touch me? Who wants to cry out to me? Who needs an answer on this Sunday morning? Who needs a healing? Who needs something miracle working in your life? Who needs it? I'll tell you what he's waiting on. He's waiting on somebody to cry out. And somebody to not be ashamed to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. I am not ashamed to do what David did this morning. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. And he heard me stand all over this house in my distress. In my distress. What to do in the times of distress? Well, I can go take this many pills. That may help for a few hours. I can I can drink my problems away, but they're coming back. I can shoot up with this drug and it'll make me forget. I've had drug addicts that tell me the reason I do it, it makes me forget everything. Makes me forget everything. But guess what? When it wears off, it's coming back. It's no it's no permanent fix. Listen to me right now. When you cry unto the Lord in your distress and He hears you, when you wake up tomorrow, it won't be there. When you wake up the next day, it won't be there. And every time the devil tries to put it back upon you, you can cry again unto the Lord and He will say, okay. It don't cost you a dime. It's not going to empty your billfold. It's not going to bankrupt you. Here's what it's going to do. It's going to get the attention of God. Let me tell you, if old Jonah, can you imagine, could I just paint you a nasty picture for a minute? In the seaweed and the slime and whatever else is in a whale's belly. I'm talking about dark. You couldn't see nothing. There was no light. There was no hope. There was no fiction. There was nothing. Nothing. 
except Jonah, and he was alive. And he's, he's pulling seaweed off around his eyes and trying to get stuff out of his mouth. And somewhere he musters up enough strength to say, Help me! Hear me! I will, God! Is that Jonah? Is that Jonah? And he just took the old well and guided him toward the bank. Can you imagine standing on the beach that day when a big fish pulls up? Come on, get a vision of it. And he just gives a big loud burp, and all of a sudden, there's a guy that comes walking out. He's got slime all over him. He looks like a mess. He is a mess. But I tell you what, he's been delivered from a mess. It was Paul that said, I carry the marks in my body. And you may have some marks in your body, but he'll deliver you from whatever you're going through. If you'll just cry unto the Lord. If you'll just cry unto the Lord. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to open this altar for anybody that has a need. I don't care, pain, financial. You don't have to tell me. Just tell God. I don't care what it is. What it is you're looking for. You need salvation. You need an answer. You need a situation on your job fixed. You need God to just touch your heart and your mind. Let me tell you something, folks. The devil can wreak havoc on your mind. He can wreak havoc on your mind. He gets between your ears and he can cause you to think things that are a lie. He can cause you more miserable. The Bible talks about it. Vain imaginations. He talks about all. Let me tell you something. If the devil can just get in your mind, he'll destroy you within your mind. You need to come down here today and cry unto the Lord. You need to say, God, I need it. I put it in your hands. I can't handle it another day in my distress. Is there anybody in this room today that will say in my distress, in my situation, in my torment, in my struggle, I am going to cry unto the Lord and He's going to hear me on this Sunday morning. They're coming from all over this room in my distress while they sing, Who wants to come? I need you, Jesus. To come to my rescue. Where else can I go? In my distress. Come on, somebody cry. Somebody cry unto the Lord. That's with a loud voice. Cry. Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus, thou son of David. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I need to Jesus. I need to Jesus. I don't know what else to do, Jesus. I need it today, Lord. I need an answer. I need a touch. I need a move in my life. I need an answer that only you can give, Lord. I need it today in my distress, in my struggle. I'm crying unto you, Lord. I'm crying unto you, Lord. Come on, people. Come on. The rest of you now, would you come and pray with us? Would you come all over this house? Would you come all over this house? Come on. Come on right now. Come on right now. Hurry. 
I need all saints of God. I need all praying people. I need everybody to come help me pray with these that's here. We're crying unto God this morning. We're calling in the name of Jesus today. We're pleading the blood. We're asking for mercy today. We're asking for help today. In my distress.